0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy, a practical guide for making the holidays holy days. And today we're just gonna pick up right where we left off, this is sort of a part two um, from the last lesson, because we're right in the middle of Mary's song. And uh, last time we ended up talking about um, going at God's speed and not our own speed. And then also that beautiful thought that God takes notice of us, even in the mundane tasks of life, the very insignificant things to us are significant to, significant to God when we when they are done with belief and when they are done to the glory of God and um, all those little things that we do every dish that we wash every shirt that we fold every mundane task at our job everything when we do those things for the glory of God they become significant in his eyes he looked down at Mary and thought this is the one because she she takes these things she lives for me she has she has believed that I will do what I said I will do. And we talked about passing down um, the mercy of God from generation to generation. But today I want to pick up where it says, His mighty arm does tremendous things. How he scatters the proud and haughty ones. He has taken princes from their thrones and exalted the lonely. And I just love this thought that, you know, out of all that God could do, you know, he looked down at the time and he's looking at all the wise men of the time. And he's looking at all the the princes of the time and what the Roman society had thought was exalted, what the Roman society looked up to as amazing and powerful, and uh, all that they thought was important. And he said, no, it's not. You know, we we look at that society, the Roman society, and it it was so pagan, and the way that... the way that they lived and the things that they thought that were important, the governments that had been set up that were just completely established on, on power and greed and self and uh, the, the praise of man. Well, it's no different today. It's, it's no different today. We just look at what is exalted. And God looked at all of that and he said, no, my son... When I come, when I put myself in flesh, when I come to you and I show you how I want you to live, I'm not going to live in that palace. My son is not going to live in the palace. My son is going to be born to an unknown, unmarried woman in the middle of Nazareth. I mean, even later in the Bible, we have record of, of, of people saying, Does anything, can anything even good come out of Nazareth? Like, what's with Nazareth? It was, it was nothing. And God took the lowly and he made it the exalted. He said, no, this is how I want. This is what I want. I want you to look at faith and belief and purity of heart. And I want you to exalt that. He you know, basically, what's, what does it say here, it's so beautiful, is he's taken princes from their thrones. I don't care about the princes. I don't care about this this establishment that you have going on here. I don't care what you think is um, is mighty. What I think is mighty is what is lowly. And he took that and he said, I'm going to make my son completely vulnerable. I mean, he's born as a baby. What's more vulnerable than that? He says, I'm going to be born as a baby. I'm, I'm going to have to be. The, 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 the king of kings is going to, have to be, is going to have to be nursed. The king of kings is going to have his diapers changed. The king of kings is going to be laying in a manger. And not even just the lowly. We're not talking middle class. We're not talking just the average everyday guy, you know, a man of the people. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about born in a barn that's how lowly. And that's why God is looking at and he's turning upside down everything that we think of as powerful. Everything that we think of as wise. Don't forget the wise men were bowing down to this baby. The wisest of the wise. Don't you think that was don't, don't you think that was significant? You know, that that's not just random. God is making a point through the wise men bowing to this baby. He's making a point that the shepherds would bow to him. He's making a point that every social class will bow. You know, as Philippians 2 says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess in heaven and on earth and under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't care who they are. <laughs> I always say this to stay I the Bible with. At, at some point, every knee will bow. Everybody, I don't care who they are, they're all going to bow everyone as smart as they think that they are stephen hawking everybody martha stewart and i don't know who to to even name you know right now who are the people that we need to name everyone in the spotlight right now at some point in their life or after life will bow and say that jesus is lord the only question is will you bow now Will you make the choice to bow the knee now? Take a knee now and say, Jesus is Lord of my life. I don't have to wait to be proven wrong. I'm going to say, no, I know that Jesus is Lord now. And so anyway, he, he has exalted the lowly. Then this next point, he says, he has, she says, this is Mary. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands, and oh my goodness, I love this this scripture right here, and I have underlined satisfied the hungry. You know, only those who are hungry are going to be satisfied, and the truth is that some people are just not hungry. You know, some people are not, they feel self-satisfied. They feel, I've got everything I need. I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm all good. You know, a lot of people who are in the fires this week, they thought they were all good. They had bought that home with their own Uh, Thoughts in mind with their own plan for retirement with their own plan for their money with their and now They're really gonna have to return to their maker You know sometimes we are so self-satisfied that we just don't even we're not hungry and some people look at simply Oh, they can't figure out what we're doing over here because you know, they're not hungry You know, Jesus said that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. The only way you can be filled by God is to be hungry for Him. You know, when we are so busy grabbing and satisfying ourselves, when we're so busy blessing ourselves because we got to get that sale, we got to get that stuff, and, you know, I can't even tell you how many things have been in my inbox. These sales that are only for one day. You got to get it. You got to get it. You got to get it. Oh, you know, Black Friday. That came and went. I didn't even know that it existed this year because I'm not going to be grabbing. When we're so busy grabbing for ourselves to make sure we get what is ours, God doesn't have a chance to bless us. It's the opposite. You have this. uh, For those of you on the podcast, I have my fists closed because I just grabbed. But when you open your hands and you let God fill it, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. You know, sometimes we're so busy filling ourselves, we don't even get a chance to get hungry. There's even people that say, I'm going to, I got to eat before I get hungry. Why not let yourself get emptied out? It is a beautiful thing. Did you know that when your stomach is empty, food actually tastes different? When you are truly growling, when your stomach is growling, you could taste, you could, I, I had this experience once where I ate dry popcorn and nothing on it. And I was like, that was delicious. Because you can actually taste the food. I know I've said this before, but you can actually taste it because your stomach is empty. Well, this is a metaphor for everything in life. When you actually allow yourself to get hungry, when you don't buy what you want, when you deny yourself just a little bit, disciple, deny yourself. When you deny yourself the sleep that you want, when you deny yourself the, the, the instant gratification and you allow yourself to get hungry, God can come in and fill it. Christ can feel it. But what are you hungering for? We have to hunger and thirst after righteousness. It has to be something that we are dying to have. I just want to taste what it feels like to let God lead me. And I've had this experience happening to me over these past couple of Sundays where you know we've been doing this Advent project and and uh, just making making every uh, Sunday a new video. You know, a, not a video, a, a new song, uh, learning a new song, and uh, that has stretched me um, to really trust God, to really trust and walking into every service, not getting caught up because you know our services um, we try to make them as to the we try to make them really fantastic so that uh, we can we can basically catch more fish. It's not for production's sake. It's so people can connect with God so that we can make disciples. That's why. And so there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of setup. There's the tech arts that has to happen. There's the the um, practicing that has to go into it, making sure that the music is all sounding the way it's supposed to, and that the electronics are all working, and that the, everything's going. And you could get caught up in that. I could get caught up in that. Because it's a, it could be a whirlwind, and it has been to me at times. But this time I've just said, no, God, I'm going to walk in, and I'm just going to go at your speed and allow you to lead me through this time. I can get all worked up, or I could just follow you and walk open-handedly. And he has uh, satisfied that for me. It's a bit of hunger for me to go, can I just walk in righteousness through this whole morning? And not get all caught up in everything else, and just uh, walk walk in your ways. And it God has satisfied that, but I've been hungry for it. You know what? If we allow ourselves to get hungry for righteousness, it will be filled. He will fill it, and but He sends the rich away with empty hands. You know, when when you don't, when your cup is already full, you don't need anything else, and that's just the truth of it. There's many people in life, and their cup is already full, and they don't have room for God. In all their thoughts, there is no room for God. The psalmist says, "You know, we gotta empty our brains a little bit of our own thoughts. Why are you so smart? You're so smart that you've got so many thoughts that you don't have room for God." You know our society needs to chill. <laughs> our society needs to slow down and think, where is the room for God? Do I can I even be filled for him? Am I even hungry for anything after all this filling myself with my own thoughts and my own stuff? Anyway, let's move on. then it says, and how he has helped his servant Israel, he has not forgotten his promise to be merciful, for he has promised our ancestors. Abraham and his children, to be merciful to them forever. So what a great place to end. I mean, what an amazing thought that, that he has not forgotten. And let's not let's not forget that he's talking about a promise that was made to Abraham that was being fulfilled at Jesus. And for those of us that don't quite understand the timeline here, we're talking about a couple thousand years, right? This is a long time. But God doesn't, God is always interested in the long game. He is always working for the long haul. He is not into instant gratification, just so you know. Now, God is amazing in the fact that you can, and He does, immediately bless obedience. And I have watched it so many times in my life where I go, no. I'm just going to obey God. I'm not going to go to my own devices, and I'm going to obey him in this instance. And this is what we need to teach our kids. And this is what we need to experience on a regular basis. And this is what we need to talk about, is that when we obey God in the instant, he will bless it. And it could be immediate, like blessings come the next day, blessings come the next hour. We give him five minutes and he gives us back an hour. We, we deny ourselves something in the moment and he gives back something a hundredfold. We say, no, I'm not going to eat that right now because I'm not hungry. But then he blesses us with some, you know, we were going to go after some cheap meal, but he blesses us with some gourmet meal out of, the, out of the blue later because we waited, because we didn't try to bless ourselves. He does do these blessings that can come very quickly. And we see like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't give into self at that moment because the blessing was so much greater. And when you teach our kids to do that, you know, you can wait, you can wait uh, and trust that God's going to bless that. You can obey now. You can give up what you want now. But in the, There's also something else that's tremendous that's going on is that he's not going to bless it immediately. It is a long haul. It's from seed to sequoia. It's going to be a long time. There are winter times in our life, disciple, where he's not going to, I feel like a broken record. This is a broken record alert, but he's not going to fix that situation that you're in right now because it's going to become a sequoia. Like Elizabeth, no, maybe he's not going to bless you with the baby that you want right now, but because he's got something else planned for you that you don't know about. And you must trust that God is always going to be faithful to his promise. And he has not forgotten you. Those of you who are in a winter, he has not forgotten that. I don't care how bleak it looks. He has not forgotten you. And it's something that we can hold on to. Anyway, is this not the most amazing uh amazing song written to God about his 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 magnificence. <laughs> That's really what it is, the the magnificat, the 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 song of praise that Mary wrote those 2000 years ago just rejoicing in God, her savior. I hope something in this has helped you. Maybe it's about the fact that he scatters and that and he he he, he doesn't bring his um, king in the way that the world would expect the king to come and that we need to bow our knee t- into the glory of God or maybe that it's he, you need to wait and let God satisfy you and, and that he satisfies the hungry with good things or maybe it's just the thought that God has not forgotten you and he will always come through on his promises I don't know what it is disciple but I hope this helps you in this journey this simply holy journey at this time Until next time.